And a very good Thursday morning, everyone. It's Joe Beningo with the Ode to Paint podcast, special edition by the numbers. It's Thursday. It's October 26th. It is 2023. And the Joe Beningo Ode to Paint podcast brought to you by the Hackensack Brewing Company. Of course, I need a discount tire and our friends at DraftKings. We have done numbers one through 40 so far on the Ode to Paint podcast. Today, we'll do uh, ex- installment number three. Numbers 41 through 60. Let's just uh, go over again. Numbers 1 through 40. Here we go. Number 1, Oscar Robertson. Number 2, Derek Jeter. Number 3, Babe Ruth. Number 4, Lou Gehrig. Number 5, Joe DiMaggio. Number 6, Bill Russell. Number 7, Mickey Mantle. Number 8, Yogi Berra. Number 9, Gordy Howe. Number 10, Walt Frazier. Number 11, Mark Messier. Number 12, Tom Brady. Number 13, Wilt Chamberlain. Number 14, Pete Rose. Number 15, Bart Starr. Number 16, Joe Montana. Number 17, John Havlicek. Number 18, Peyton Manning. Number 19, Johnny Unitas. Number 20, Barry Sanders. Number 21, Roberto Clemente. Number 22, Emmett Smith. Number 23, Michael Jordan. Number 24, Willie Mays. Number 25, Barry Bonds. Number 26, Wade Boggs. Number 27, Juan Marichal. Number 28, Curtis Martin. Number 29, Ken Dryden. Number 30, Steph Curry. Number 31, Billy Smith. Number 32, Jim Brown. Number 33, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Number 34, Walter Payton. Number 35, Justin Verlander. Number 36, Gaylord Perry. Number 37, Casey Stengel. Number 38, Kurt Schilling. Number 39, Larry Zonka. And number 40, Gail Sayers. Okay, here we go. Numbers 41 through 60. All right, 41, pretty simple. I mean, uh, really, is there anybody else but the franchise, Tom Seaver? It has to be Seaver. One of the great pitchers of all time. Uh, over 300 wins. The greatest Met ever. Won 198 games as, as a Met. Of course, the uh, 1969 World Championship, 1973 winning the pennant, three Cy Young Awards for Seaver uh, in his career with the Mets. Of course, pitched a no-hitter with the Reds after the Mets made one of the worst trades you could ever make back in uh, 1977 when they traded Seaver to Cincinnati for four very nondescript players, Pat Zachary, Dan Norman, Steve Anderson, and Doug Flynn, uh, arguably the worst trade in the history of mankind. But the franchise, Tom Seaver, uh, unfortunately passed away a couple years ago. But uh, he's the guy. The statue now is outside City Field. And, of course, he was the first Met player to ever has, have his number retired. Number 41, can there be anybody but the franchise, Tom Seaver? Okay. Number 42, it's really a no-brainer. He's got his, he's got his number retired throughout baseball. And that's, of course, Jackie Robinson. How could it be anybody else? I mean, I know there's a few other guys that are 42. Mariano Rivera comes to mind. Uh, James Worthy comes to mind. It can only be Jackie Robinson. We all know the story. Broke the color barrier in 1947. Endured all the the slings and arrows that you know were, came his way. Was able to handle that. Uh, one of the great second basemen of all time. Played, of course, on the Boys of Summer Brooklyn Dodger teams was actually at one point traded to the to the New York Giants and refused to go. He retired because, you know, he was no way would he ever, ever play 
for the rival uh, New York Giants as an all-time Brooklyn Dodger. Could it be anybody else? One of the great second basemen of all time, maybe the greatest second baseman of all time. I mean, he's certainly in the conversation. There's no doubt about it. But there could only be number one, number 42. His number, as I said, retired throughout baseball, and it could only be uh, who else? The great Jackie Robinson, number 42. All right, number 43 was a little more difficult. Uh, I came up with Troy Palomalo, the great uh, safety of the Pittsburgh Steelers, two-time Super Bowl champion, Hall of Famer. Uh, of course, went to the Super Bowl three times. We all know the deal with Palomalo, the hair. He still does those hair commercials now that you see. Uh, what is it? Head and Shoulders, I think, is the uh, the uh, product that he endorses there. The you know with the with all the crazy hair that he's got. But uh, really, he was like the Tasmanian Devil playing safety for the Steelers. A unbelievable, like I said, one of the great free safeties to ever play the game. Great blitzer. Uh, th- the whole package. You know, went to USC. Uh, it's funny because Palomalo was probably one of the most uh, mild mannered guys you could ever meet when he was off the field. And on the field, he was an absolute absolute demon. One of the great safeties of all time. Uh, number 43 of the Pittsburgh Steelers, Troy Palomalo. All right, number 44 is interesting because there's a number of candidates you could throw in there with number 44. I mean, the great stretch, Willie McCovey of the Giants. Uh, Reggie Jackson, who wore number nine with the Oakland A's. But, of course, really, when you think about Reggie, you think about his years with the Yankees. And, of course, he was number 44. With the Yankees, the Yankees have retired his number 44 uh, out in Monument Park as they've basically retired everybody's number. Uh, but And you can also think of 44 when you think of the great Syracuse running backs, Jim Brown, Ernie Davis, the late great Ernie Davis who won the Heisman Trophy with, the, with Syracuse, Floyd Little, who also won number 44 with the Denver Broncos. But there could only be one number 44, and that's Henry Aaron, the great Hank Aaron, who held the record for all those years for most home runs, 755 home runs. Of course, broke Babe Ruth's record in 1974, that classic home run in April of 74 off Al Downing of the L.A. Dodgers that we, you know, will never, ever forget. So there could only be one. As my wife kisses me as she gets ready to go, or she got to go, has a doctor's appointment this morning. There could only be one. Love you too, baby. Could only be one number 44, and that's Hank Henry Aaron of the Milwaukee Atlanta Braves. Remember, he played with with the Braves in Milwaukee, um, went went back-to-back pennants with the Braves in Milwaukee in 57 and 58. They won it in 57, beating the Yankees. They lost to the Yankees in 58 after after they were up three games to one. But one of the great, really, one of the great baseball players that ever lived. And, of course, Barry Bronze broke his record. Some people still feel that Aaron has the record. But number 44 has to be the great Henry Aaron. All right. We move on to number 45. And, look, when you talk about the great pitchers in the history of baseball, you know, initially, when I the first number that hit me for some reason with 45 was the great Pedro Martinez, right? When we talk about one of the great pitchers that ever uh, ever lived, Right, great right-hand pitchers of all time with the Expos, and of course, uh, mostly with the with the Red Sox. Pitched for the Mets a little bit too, but the, his big years were in Boston with the Red Sox. Uh, you know, you think of Pedro Martinez, but forty-five is Bob Gibson. I mean, to me, Bob Gibson is the greatest right-hand pitcher that ever lived. 
You know, to me, the two greatest pitchers in my lifetime, Sandy Koufax, who unfortunately is number 32, is trumped by Jimmy Brown, of course, and as a left-hander, but just in general. And as a right-hand pitcher, it's got to be Gibson. You know, the unbelievable 1968 season when he had that 1.12 ERA, had 13 shutouts, was 22-9 that season, was not only the Cy Young Award winner, but the MVP as well. Uh, Played on three pennant-winning teams with the Cardinals. They won it in 64. They won it in 67, you know, lost in 68. He lost that seventh game uh, to Mickey Lowlich when Kurt Flood lost like three balls in the outfield that really uh, wound up costing the Cardinals winning that World Series. But there's no doubt about it. The greatest right-hand pitcher I ever saw, and it has to be the legendary number 45 of the St. Louis Cardinals, it has to be Bob Gibson. All right, Beningo, by the numbers, we move on now to number 46. You know, I, I gave it to Andy Pettit of the Yankees. I mean, hey, look, how much winning did Andy Pettit do? Oh, my God. I mean, he's one of the great postseason pitchers ever. He holds a lot of postseason records because of all the times he was in the playoffs with the Yankees. Uh, you know, uh, uh, won the World Series with the Yankees in 96, in 98, in 99, in 2000. Remember, he wound up going to the Houston Astros. They actually won the pennant as well. Uh, with the Astros, although they lost that World Series uh, to the Red so- uh, to the White Sox back in 2005. Remember him and Roger Clemens in Houston together? And uh, the Astros, that was the first time the Astros back then in the National League ever made it to a World Series. Andy Pettit was on that team. Then he came back to the Yankees and was on the 2009 team, the last Yankee team to win a World Championship. You know, part of, the, as they called it, the core four with Pettit, Jeter, Mariano Rivera and Jorge Posada. Uh, I'll I, I tell you, you ask me, I think Andy Pettit should be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, right? I mean, when you think of some of the guys that are in the Hall of Fame, I mean, you're going to tell me that, you know, guys like Mike Messina, guys like Burt Blevin, Burt Blylevin were actually better than Andy Pettit? Yeah, I don't know about that. So number 46, Andy Pettit, the great left-hand pitcher, mostly with the Yankees. He pitched with Houston as well. But uh, to me, It's got to be Andy Pettit. All right, we move on to number 47. Number 47 to me has to be the guy who, you know, when I think of the great cornerbacks in the history of the NFL, obviously the first guy that comes to mind is Deion Sanders. He might have been the best ever. But a guy who really revolutionized the position, and that's Mel Blunt of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Four-time Super Bowl champion. Remember, they actually changed the rule because of Blunt. You know, Blunt, you know, they, they changed the they, they changed the rule where you couldn't, you know, hit the guy coming out of the backfield. Blunt did that as well as anybody. They actually, you know, because of him, they changed that rule where you couldn't do that anymore, where you couldn't hit the receiver when he, you know, came, you know, before the pass was thrown. And now if you do that now, they call defensive holding, which is one of the worst and most ticky-tack penalties that there is in the NFL. Don't get me started on that. What a disgrace that is. That's the Indianapolis Colts who got hosed with that the uh, on Sunday against the Browns. But they really changed the rule. Remember the bump and run? Mel, Br- Mel Blunt perfected the bump and run back in the 70s. When I think of, the, the, in my mind, the two greatest corners in NFL history, Deion Sanders on one side and number 47, Mel Blunt on the other. Number 47, Mel Blunt, the great cornerback, of the Pittsburgh Steelers. All right, we move on to number 48. You know what? 
And I got a lot of issues with this guy. I was never the biggest fan of him, even though he was on my team. And that's Jacob DeGrom. Doesn't it have to be Jacob DeGrom? Now of the Texas Rangers who are in the World Series, what a brutal World Series, huh? Texas and and Arizona, does anybody care? If you don't live in Phoenix or Dallas, do you give a damn? But Jacob DeGrom did win two Cy Young Awards with the Mets. Uh, There was a period of time he was the best pitcher in baseball. He's probably the best six-inning pitcher we ever saw, right? God forbid he pitches more than six innings. And the issue with DeGrom was he got hurt all the time. But when he pitched, he was phenomenal. And there's not a lot of guys that are number 48. And like I said, he did win two Cy Young Awards. I don't think he's getting in the Hall of Fame. Maybe if he comes back from this latest Tommy John surgery and pitches again for the Rangers and pitches effectively, maybe he'll get in. To me, he's not a Hall of Famer, but he is the guy who's number 48, Jacob DeGrom, number 48, two-time Cy Young Award winner for the New York Mets now of the Texas Rangers. And we'll see if uh, he gets back and pitching again uh, before all is said and done with this latest Tommy John surgery. All right, we move on to number 49. And, you know, we talked about Andy Pettit as one of the great left-hand pitchers in Yankee history, one of the great winners, and a guy who should be in the Hall of Fame. Well, how about number 49, Ron Guidry of the Yankees? How about him? Ron Guidry had one of the greatest seasons anybody ever had in 1978 for the Yankees. Went 25-3, and had a 1.74 ERA, right? Had that 18-strikeout game against the Angels that year at Yankee Stadium. Remember, he pitched, he started the playoff, the Bucky Dent game, the playoff game against the Red Sox in Fenway that propelled the Yankees to the World Championship that year. Part of two Yankee World Championship teams in 1977 and 1978. To me, he won the Cy Young Award, obviously, in 78. But I thought he should have been the MVP. They gave it to Jim Rice that year. Um, but one of the great left-hand pitchers ever. I mean, really. I mean, again, you know, you, you can make a case that Ron Guidry, just like Andy Pettit, should be in the Hall of Fame. So number 49, I had to go with the great left-hander of the Yankees. And again, he should be in the Hall of Fame, two-time world champion, number 49, the Gator, Ron Guidry. All right, let's get to number 50, then we'll break for our uh, our uh, sponsors. Number 50 to me is one of the great middle linebackers in NFL history, and that's Michael Mike Singletary of the Chicago Bears. Obviously, the leader of the 85 bad defense, which is pretty much regarded by everybody as the greatest defense in the history of the NFL. Uh, he was just one of the premier linebackers there ever was. You know, you could look at those eyes, those famous pictures of Singletary with those eyes as he's looking in at the quarterback and looking in it into the backfield. And, you know, you just knew that they were ready to do damage, right? But when you think about the bad, that great bad defense, you think of Richard Dent, you think of the refrigerator, William Perry, you think of Otis Wilson, you know, Steve McMichael, you know, Dan Hampton. But the number one guy on the greatest defense in the history of the NFL, number 50, Mike Singletary of the Chicago Bears. He may not be the greatest middle linebacker of all time. There's a couple other guys that would be on that list. As a matter of fact, um, the next two guys that will, will come up with their numbers are probably the two middle linebackers in the history of the league that are better than him, at least in my mind. So they're coming up. 51 and 52, but number 50, the legendary, the great middle linebacker of the 85 Bears, Mike Singletary. All right, Beningo, the special edition Oda Payne podcast by 
the numbers. We got 10 more to go before we get done with this segment. Let's get our sponsors in here. The Hackensack Brewing Company, of course, you know the deal. Uh, located 10 minutes off the George Washington Bridge, less than 30 seconds off Route 4 in beautiful Who Needs a House out in Hackensack. The tap room's open 4.30 to 10 Monday through Friday, 2 to 10 Saturday, 12 to 8 on Sunday. Uh, 78 Johnson Avenue in Hackensack. We will let you know when the next live podcast will be. Probably sometime around Thanksgiving time. We'll let you know, and we'll let you know who our next guest will be. Probably J.J. John Jastrzemski will be back again doing it. But go see Mike Jones, T.J. Herb, everybody over there, Andre. Tell them I sent you. Try a Iota Pain beer when you're there. It's with the Jet Colors now for football season. Check it out. The Hackensack Brewing Company. We'll let you know when the next live podcast will be. I need a discount tire. You know the deal there. Go see my son, Johnny. Go see his boss, Harry. Uh, located in uh, Rivervale, New Jersey on Westwood Avenue. You need any work done on your car. You need tires. You need your car inspected. This is the place to do it. The one and only Anita Discount Tire on uh, Westwood Avenue in Rivervale. Tell them Beningo sent you anything you need for your car. And last but never least, of course, our friends at DraftKings. Check them out. We go into amazingly week eight already in the NFL season. Uh, get in on the actions. Download the app now. Use code OTHEPAIN to sign up. New customers bet 5 bucks and take home 200 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code OTHEPAIN, O-H-T-H-E-P-A-I-N. Uh, if you got a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. You can visit www.sot1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help's available uh, for problem gambling. With uh, Call 888-789-7777. Visit ccpg.org. Uh, of course, please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. It's void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftking.com slash football terms for eligibility, terms and responsible uh, gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after they're issued. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Check it out. DraftKings, and we thank them again for the third straight year as sponsoring the Oda Payne podcast. All right, 10 more to go in uh, the third segment of By the Numbers. And we mentioned the middle linebackers we talked about Maybe the two middle linebackers in history that are better than Singletary. Number 51, Dick Buckus. Just passed away a couple a couple weeks ago. Uh, nobody played the uh, football more violently than the great number 51 of the Chicago Bears, Dick Buckus. Never won anything. It's hard to believe that him and Gail Sayers were drafted in the same draft back, what was it, 1963, I believe it was? 63 or 64 with the Bears. Two of the great, greatest players in history. Of course, Gail Sayers is on the list as number 40. Dick Butkus would hurt people. You know, back in the time when you could actually really, uh, you know, play the game as violently as you possibly wanted to. You know, Dick Dick Butkus said it. I wanted to hurt people. And he did. He's probably the greatest middle linebacker of all time. And the guy who's going to be number 52 is the guy who probably has the biggest case to maybe uh, go one up on Butkus. But Butkus is number 51. As I said, he just passed away recently. Also had a great career as an actor. But you know, when you think of one of the great, you know, the greatest defensive players in football history, there's three guys that come to mind. Lawrence Taylor, Reggie White, and number 51, the one and only Dick Butkus of the, the great middle linebacker 
of the Chicago Bears. And the guy who's number 52, well, maybe that's the, maybe he's better than Butkus. I don't know. And that's Ray Lewis of the Ravens. How great was Ray Lewis? I mean, look, we know he had some issues off the field and all of that with Baltimore. But you talk about great middle linebackers. Two-time Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl MVP when they beat the Giants at the end of the 2000 season. I mean, you know, again, you talk about great defenses in NFL history. You know, if the 85 Bears are the best of all time, the 2000 Ravens, led by Ray Lewis, might be right behind them. You know, so those are just, they may be one and two. The 85 Bears and the 2000 Ravens and Ray Lewis could do it all. I mean, again, it's a very short list. Who's better, Singletary, Butkus, or Ray Lewis? Uh, You could make a case for any one of them. And there they are, right in order. Singletary, number 50. Butkus, number 51. Ray Lewis, number 52. Uh, Again, one of the greats of all time. Uh, Number 52, Ray Lewis of the Baltimore Ravens. All right, numbers 53 and 54, both baseball pitchers. Number 53, the great right-handed Don Drysdale of the Dodgers. And when I think of the greatest one-two punch in the history of pitching in Major League Baseball, you know, we all had, you know, we had Warren Warren Spahn and Johnny Sane back in the late 40s, early 50s, you know, Spahn and Sane and, and Pray for Rain. You know, we had the great combination, really three guys with uh, Greg Maddox, Tom Glavin, and John Smoltz with the Braves in the 90s. You know, we, we had Tom Seaver and Jerry Kuzman with the Mets in the late 60s into the early 70s. <clears throat> but to me, the greatest one-two punch pitching combination in the history of baseball, Sandy Koufax and Don Drysdale. Don Drysdale, number 53, Hall of Famer, Cy Young Award winner in 1962 when he went 25-12 and 12 for the Dodgers. Um, you know, uh, a champion many, many different times. was on the champion 59 Dodgers was on the champion 63 Dodgers, the champion 65 Dodgers, and was also on the Dodgers in 66 when they lost that World Series, got swept by the Baltimore Orioles. Um, You talk about mean, you know, Bob Gibson and Don Drysdale, you didn't mess around with those guys. You hit a home run off Drysdale or Gibson, and you were going down. I mean, you know, you were going down. Didn't care who you are. Didn't matter who you are, you know? Whether you, whether you were Henry Aaron or Willie Mays, if you hit a home run off Gibson or Drysdale, you were getting dusted back in the time when, you know, you could actually do that and get away with it. Uh, one of the toughest right-hand pitchers I've ever saw, like I said, when I think of the, the number one pitching combo in the history of baseball, I think of Sandy Koufax and Don Drysdale. Koufax and Drysdale. Remember the legendary holdout they had in the 60s to get more money? And they finally did. Now, you know, back then, if you made $100,000 a year, it was a big deal uh, in baseball. But no doubt about it. Remember, Drysdale also held the record that was later on broken by Oral Hershiser for most consecutive innings without allowing a run back in 1968. I believe it was 53 and a third innings. And then Hershiser broke that in 1988. But the great legendary number 53, Don Drysdale of the L.A. Dodgers. All right, we move on to number 54. The first guy that came to my mind was Chuck Howley. Uh, The uh, Hall of Fame just got inducted into the Hall of Fame this past year. Uh, Of course, the uh, great Dallas Cowboy linebacker, the only only player to win the Super Bowl MVP on a losing team, and he did it with Dallas in in the uh, Super Bowl V loss to the Baltimore Colts. 
So he's the first one that came to my mind. But I had to give it to the Goose, Goose Gossage. Hall of Fame relief pitcher, one of the great relief pitchers of all time. Back in the day when a relief pitcher like Goose, he would come in in the seventh inning and pitch three innings. Forget about one inning to get a save or one batter. Goose would come in and he'd give you three. Was on those great Yankee teams in 77 and 78. Remember, he Sparky Lyle went from the uh, Cy Young Award winner in 77 as the Yankee closer to Sayonara, as Greg Nettles said, and that was because of Goose Gossage. Also was on the 84 pennant winner with the San Diego Padres. Hey, one of the great, great relief pitchers ever. One of the great closers. Number 54, Rich Goose Gossage. And, of course, the great handlebar mustache and all of that. Uh, Number 54, I had to give it to the Goose, Goose Gossage. All right, we move on. Number 55, uh, you know what? When you think of great linebackers in football history, how about Junior Seau? How great was he? Of course, played for the San Diego Chargers, later on played for the Patriots, was on that Patriot team that lost to the Giants, the undefeated Patriot team that lost to the Giants in the Super Bowl at the end of the 2007 season. And, of course, tragically uh, uh, passed away. Uh, you know, uh, you know. I guess he, he, he took his own life, actually. Uh, he had that C, CT, whatever they call CTE, uh, from playing football and the damage it did to his to his brain with all the concussions, but really one of the great middle not just well I guess I guess he played more outside linebacker Junior Seau, but he's one of the great linebackers of all all time. I had to give it to him, Hall of Famer, the late great number fifty five, Junior Seau. Fifty six is a layup. It's Lawrence Taylor. I mean. Even my wife said, you know, my wife said, this, it's funny, you know, it's LT. And, it's, and in all due respect to LaDainian Tomlinson, there's only one LT, and that's Lawrence Taylor. Greatest defensive player of all time, right? Revolutionized defense in the NFL. Revolutionized pass rushing, off-the-edge pass rusher. He was the best ever. Best ever. When I think of the three greatest football players in history in my lifetime, it's Jim Brown, Jerry Rice, and Lawrence Taylor. And even my wife said, well, number 56 has to be LT, right? <laughs> well, that's all you need to know. Number 56, in my mind, the greatest defensive player that ever lived, Lawrence Taylor of the Giants. No doubt. One of those numbers that's a no doubter. All right. Number 57. This was a little, little difficult. There's actually a father and son team that could be number 57, and I gave it to Clay Matthews. You know, it, it could be Clay Matthews Sr., the great linebacker, outside linebacker for the Cleveland Browns. It could be Clay Matthews Jr., who, of course, was that, you know, just a tremendous player for the Green Bay Packers, won that Super Bowl with Aaron Rodgers as quarterback at the end of the 2010 season, could have easily been Matthews, the MVP in that game against Pittsburgh. So I'm going to give it to this son, the younger Clay Matthews. I saw both of them. I think the younger Clay Matthews was the better of the two. Now, his father's been up for the Hall of Fame as well, hasn't got in. I think young Clay should at one point in time. So number 57 goes to the great outside linebacker of the Green Bay Packers, and that is Clay Matthews Jr. All right, number 58. You know, and I thought about Jack Lambert. Again, we talk about great middle linebackers. Jack Lambert was right there with the Pittsburgh Steelers, one of the great line, middle linebackers of all time. But... Number 58 has to be Derek Thomas. 
the legendary defensive end, pass rusher of the Kansas City Chiefs, who, of course, died tragically in a car accident uh, back in the 90s. He holds, still holds the record for most sacks in a game. Every sack, Dave Craig of the Seattle Seahawks seven times uh, in a game against the Seahawks uh, back in, uh, I guess it was in the 90s. Uh, he, he's just one of the great pass rushes ever. So, you know, in all due respect to Jack Lambert, I had to give it to number 58. I had to give it to the great Kansas City Chief, the late great Kansas City Chief, Derek Thomas. All right, we got two more to go. Two more linebackers wrap up 59 and 60. Number 59 is Jack Ham, the great outside linebacker of the Steelers. You know, Lambert didn't quite make the list, but Cam does. Four-time Super Bowl champion, great linebacker out of Penn State, uh, could cover guys coming out of the backfield, could cover receivers. Uh, he's one of the all-time greats. When you think about great, great outside linebackers, Lawrence Taylor is the best ever, but Jack Ham was pretty darn good. Number 59, Jack Ham of the Steel Curtain, Pittsburgh Steelers defense. And finally, number 60, who else? Concrete Charlie, Chuck Bednarik, the last two-time, the last pro football player to play two ways. He played center on offense, middle linebacker on defense, led the 1960 Philadelphia Eagles to the world championship, you know, which was the only one they had until they finally won the Super Bowl at the end of the 2017 uh, season with Doug Peterson as coach and, of course, Nick Foles and the Philly special and all of that when they beat the Patriots. Really, concrete Charlie, how great was he? Played from the late 40s right through 1960, the last of the two-way players, number 60 of the Philadelphia Eagles, Chuck Bednarik. All right, everybody, have a great uh, rest of your week. I'll be back tomorrow to do the uh, Friday podcast. We'll do our picks for week eight. And uh, we'll be back next Thursday with numbers 61 through 80. All the love, everybody.